Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. Because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon. And transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite. You are listening to Omega Man Radio Network. With Shannon Davis. Folks, you are listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. I'm your host, Shannon Davis. Today is a live show. Today is August 21st, and it's going to be my pleasure to have a special guest on, Pastor Steve Bill of Key Ministries. He's going to be giving a word from the Lord tonight, sharing a revelation on the importance of names, a new book that he is writing. And Steve Bill is pastor of Key Ministries. In Texas, and uh, we're going to uh, go to the lines without further ado, so we can bring on Brother Bill. Stand by. Pastor Bill, are you on the line with us tonight? All right. Yes, hello, Brother Bill, are you on the radio program with us tonight? Okay, we're having a little bit of technical difficulty, so we're going to give Brother Bill a few more moments to dial in. And uh, if you were on the program with us uh, last hour, we had uh, Dr. Pat Holliday, uh, speaking about a book called City Under the Sea, The Witch Doctor and the Man, uh, about some experiences that she had in Africa with Bishop Kanko, and it was a, a great program on 
spiritual warfare. And uh, for those of you who have been asking how you can tune in, uh, we have a program basically Monday through Sunday, usually 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. And sometimes we will broadcast again at 11 p.m. Eastern Time and do a, a back-to-back show. Uh, those programs are available in the iTunes uh, directory, uh, free subscription. You can go over there and download right to your MP3 player. Or you can go to MegamanRadio.com and uh, click on the RSS link. And what that will do is allow you to uh, download directly uh, to your computer. And uh, we appreciate everybody that's been tuning in. We're going to take a short break. And uh, we'll be back on with Pastor Steve Bell, our special guest tonight from Key Ministries. He'll be sharing a revelation that God has given him on the importance of names. So uh, it's not too late to call a friend, get your coffee, and we'll be right back with Pastor Bell. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. To listen, to hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. Welcome back to the Mega Man Radio Show. Again, I'm your host, Shannon Davis, and tonight is a live program that we're broadcasting, live stream across the world over the Internet Gateway. Our official website is OmegaManRadio.com, and we're also available in the iTunes directory. Uh, In just a moment, I'm going to bring on our special guest, Pastor Steve Bell of Key Ministries, share a word from the Lord tonight. We're going to be talking about his uh, book called The Importance of Names. And I want to appreciate uh, and thank you, everybody, that's uh, been tuning in nightly to our program. We're praising God for the door that he has opened up to do uh, ministry over the airwaves. So without further ado, let me go to the lines. We'll bring on Pastor Bill. Pastor Steve Bill, are you on the line with us tonight? I hope so. Can you hear me? I hear you great, brother. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing okay. I don't know what happened. I had another hookup, and I had to redial. Hey, that's that's quite all right. Uh, it's a it's an honor to have you on the program, brother. And um, what I usually like to do is uh, start the programs out in prayer. So, would you be so kind as to uh, begin with prayer? Yeah, sure. Uh, Father, tonight in the name of Jesus, we come before you, and we, as your servants, want to reach out, Lord, to the world with the message, Lord, the good news of liberty and freedom that's offered through the blood of Jesus Christ. And we pray, Father, that those you draw to hear this might receive, Lord God, a word from you that might bring more freedom and liberty into their lives and bring deliverance and healing to them. And that's our desire and our purpose tonight, Lord, to lift up the Lord Jesus and what he's done for us and appropriate that. And we praise you for it now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, brother. Uh, God bless you for coming on tonight. Uh, Pastor Bill, if uh, you have any people you would like us to uh, bring on, they can also dial in at that same number, the 917-889-2745. And if they press 1 on their keypad, we'll be uh, 
happy to bring them on with you. Yeah, okay. Pastor, well, um, folks here. Mm-hmm. go ahead. Awesome. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, start with having you give out um, your ministry name and how people can locate you over the web. Okay, the name of our ministries, the key ministries, uh, we're in Euless, Texas, which is right between Dallas-Fort Worth. We're in the Metroplex right in the middle near the big DFW airport where our campus is. And our website, primary website, is keyministries.org.org. Uh, we have another side, uh, one called uh, deliveranceforthebodyofchrist.org, but you can get to it if you go to our main site, uh, keyministries.org. Praise God. Uh, Pastor Bill, uh, you'll have a church located in Texas. Uh, what part of the uh, state are you located in? Uh, we're right between Dallas and Fort Worth. Uh, we're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, uh, right in the middle of what we call the Metroplex here in uh, northeast Texas. Okay. Praise God. I know that area pretty well. I, I used to live over in the uh, the Plano area, so I probably wasn't too far from you at the time. Mm-hmm. Um Brother, you've been in the ministry a long time serving the Lord, and um, I remember talking with you one time. um, You were actually um, in a service and uh, met with uh, Brother Derek Prince, and he prayed over you and helped uh, commission you into service. Is that story true? Yeah, I I met Derek. Yeah, we spent some time together, not not at length, but uh, uh, yes, uh, I miss that brother. And, of course, uh, Frank and Ida Hammond. Uh, the authors of Pigs in the Parlor, a famous book, and uh, knew, uh, know several of the fellows, Wynn Worley, and some other brothers that uh, were strong in deliverance. Praise God. Uh, Brother Hammond, he, he put out a lot of books on uh, spiritual warfare, and you know, praise God for the work he did and these other men of God. Uh, what is the uh, mission of Key Ministries? Tell us a little bit about the uh, the church there. Okay, well, we have a, about a two-and-a-half-acre campus here. Uh, my home is on the campus. We have uh, uh, facilities for people to come here for a ministry. We have some folks that live on campus in apartments. We have some guest rooms. We're full up right now, but where people can come and spend a long weekend or maybe as long as a week or two and, and receive ministry here. We have a small body of believers and uh, we have an outreach through my books and, of course, through the Internet. We're getting responses from all around the world. And folks do come here. Uh, we sometimes receive folks and sit down with them and pray with them, and uh, mainly uh, demonic issues and healings because we thoroughly believe this is very important to the body of Christ. And so uh, we've been labeled as a deliverance church, but no, we're a, a church and ministry that does deliverance. Uh, you can say Jesus was a deliverance minister, but he was also many other things, and we try to fulfill the, the fullness of the gospel in all that we do. Absolutely. So, uh, we, we meet regularly here as a body and fellowship and so forth, and, uh, uh, and you know, try to uh, be available to whoever really is interested in going on with the Lord. Amen to that. Uh, y'all are into the full gospel, and... Um... Folks, I would encourage you to uh, go over to keyministries.org, the uh, Key Ministries website of Pastor Steve Bell, the ministry there, and they have some fantastic resources over there, both video, audio. He's got some great books that he's authored. And, um, you know, Pastor Bell is um, a great pioneer in the deliverance ministry, 
And it's uh, just a pleasure and honor to be able to speak to a gentleman like this and have him on our program. Tonight we're going to be talking about a uh, book that uh, the Lord put on Pastor Bell's heart, and he's in the progress of finishing. And, uh, Pastor, let's, uh, let me turn the mic over to you, and let's uh, talk about uh, this new book that you're working on. Okay, the Importance yeah, of Names? Yeah, I've been putting this off for a long time, but I keep running into the importance of it. In fact, uh, 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 probably the preface to the book is on our, our, my latest blog on our website right on the front page there. Uh, and it all began uh, when we first got into deliverance years ago, and this was about 1978, 79. I can't remember exactly. But uh, anyway, uh, uh, once uh, the Lord began to send people to us, uh, we started in the living room in our home, actually over in Richardson, Texas, just near Plano. Wow. And uh, one day, uh, uh, my wife uh, had a, a splitting headache, and uh, she'd had some deliverance and so forth. We both had. And I was off to, I was at that time still involved in what you might call secular work, and felt impressed to go back to, to, to our house, and sure enough, she was sitting there in, in extreme pain. And when I began to pray for her, she began to fight against me. And I thought, uh-oh, we've uh, got a uh, situation here that I'd soon realize that it was uh, something demonic was going on that was, she didn't want to leave her. And uh, we got into a ferocious battle because I, she wouldn't let me touch her, and yet she wanted prayer. And, and I began to come against the, 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 yeah, the, the spirits, and uh, they began to come out, with, as, as they do uh, in so many times, with coughing and gagging and sometimes uh, you know, spitting up or vomiting or yes. whatever. And we got into quite a battle there with, with my own wife. And uh, she had had a very abusive father who was alcoholic, and he abused her physically uh, and also had some situations in her family. And, and uh, you know, the Lord wants to heal people of that. So I thought, well, this is the day. So it went on, and, and it, it wouldn't stop. And, and even that afternoon, as I said, uh, a, a brother that I knew that also was in deliverance, but he was a oil executive of a, of a, of a large uh, petroleum geologist. Uh, he was a geologist, and he left his big office up in high-rise in Dallas, being impressed with the Holy Spirit, and came and rang our doorbell about 2 in the afternoon and said, what's going on here? The Lord told me to come and help you. And uh, it was that kind of a battle, and I said, get in here. And so we finally got some relief, and, uh, uh, you know, later on uh, going to bed, uh, the, the thing came back. And we thought, man, we've, we've, we've got the victory here. But the thing began to manifest again, uh, even worse. And uh, I thought, well, what am I going to do? I was getting desperate because she was writhing in pain with her head, and and uh, I didn't know... I'd met Win Worley, I'd met Frank Hammond, but I I wasn't where I could call them at midnight, especially. Yes. And I thought I need some help, and I I don't know what to do. And so she said, God, you've got to help us here. And and so he began to give us discernment and word of knowledge, uh, the gift. And and to, to make a long story short, uh, the Lord showed that her uh, her middle name, which she'd always hated, which was Lou. Her name is Linda Lou. And uh, they used to, uh, the kids used to joke about it, but she hates the name. And uh, she'd been named after her grandmother and, and great-grandmother. Both had this name, Lucille, and uh, she got the tag Lou. And the Lord showed us that because of the psychic things in her grandmothers, 
that it was a form of the of the name Lucifer, oh. and that it was like a dedication that she'd been given that name uh, Lou, uh, and and because of that she she also had psychic abilities, and uh, that that was the thing that didn't want to leave her. And when we broke the curse of that name and renounced that name, uh, she immediately was released and, and got relief, uh, and the spirit left her life. It was, just, it was a spirit of psychic power and witchcraft. Wow, praise God. Uh, brother, how, how was her name spelled? Uh, L-U-O-U? L-O-U, just L-O-U, yeah. Wow. And, uh, you know, and, and we were just stunned. I, I said, well, I, you know, nobody had ever heard of, of this, uh, the importance of this. So down through the years, uh, as many, you know, what's 32 years ago or so, uh, we've run into this again and again, and, and, and we have learned that some people, not everybody, uh, you know, uh, necessarily, uh, but some people uh, need to change their name because they've been named and out of that naming comes a naturing into their life that affects their their life and their character. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and there's a precedent for that, is there not, in the Bible? Um, oh, it's all over the Bible when you look for it. Uh, it started in the garden uh, when uh, the Lord in Genesis two eighteen and through twenty there had all the animals pass before Adam. And it was up to Adam to name them, not the Lord. And the reason the Lord wanted Adam to name them, because there's another aspect of naming that establishes dominion. And so the Lord wanted Adam to have dominion over these animals, and so it was established by him naming them. Yes, absolutely. And uh, they would basically come to him one at a time, and uh, he would give them names where do you think he got the names from? I've always wondered that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, perhaps, perhaps the Lord impressed him, but but he said, "Adam, you name the animals. You name them." And uh, uh, so this 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 is a strong principle of of who names a child when it's born, because it it, it establishes authority in that child's life. It's very important for for people to see that, and we've seen the effects of this. Uh, through the years of ministry uh, with countless people that were named by grandma, grandpa, or Aunt Susie, or somebody instead of the father. And then then we have a child that seems incorrigible and, and a child that seems uh, you know, a problem child sometimes simply because the authority of the, of the father has not been established. And you'll see in the Word, uh, in most cases, now in some cases, not all, but in most cases it was the father, the patriarch, that named the child. Yes. And it was very important for John the Baptist to be given that name. And, and, in fact, his father was questioned. He said, no, God told me to name this child John. And uh, so uh, that naming was very important for this prophet. That's right. Uh, at the time, um, John the Baptist's father, he worked in the temple, am I correct? And he had... Uh, he had been given uh, knowledge uh, that they were going to have a child, and I guess he was not, not believing, so he was <laughs> uh, he was rendered rooted. And so the time comes around uh, to name him, and he's having to write it on a board. And right. Yeah. <laughs> and so I guess yeah. at that time, it was very important. Yeah. Uh, what was kind of the standard? You would kind of name the uh, child after 
maybe the father yeah, or someone. Father. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, to the father. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that, that's why they were so puzzled because he, he was breaking a tradition here, you know. And uh, but the, the, it was very important to the Lord that this this child be named John, just like it was important that Jesus be named Jesus or you know, Jesus. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's talk about. Um, I believe it was Jacob. Um, his last son to be born, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, was that Benjamin? And um, I want to make sure I've got the right patriarch name. One of them, his wife died in childbirth, and she was going to name the child, you know, uh, children of misery. It, right. it was something. Right. Uh, I, I want to make sure I've got the right story, but uh, he said, no, I've got a, a different name that we're going to give right. him. Right. Yeah, we're, we're going to call him the son of my right hand. Which yes. is what Benjamin means, and see that's another aspect of names, is that every name has has a meaning, and so uh, the, the next uh, uh, first principle precedent of of naming is when God renamed Abraham and Sarah. Uh, you know, it was Abram and Sarai, and then He said, "Okay, no, I'm I'm, I'm giving you a new name. It's going to be Abraham, and it's going to be Sarah." Because the Ah is is part of the name of of the Lord is it's the Lord's name, and so because he'd made covenant with him, that he attached his name and and put it together to speak of the covenant that Abraham had with the living God, and so it, it started with Abraham. His name was changed by the Lord, and then of course like you mentioned Jacob, uh, Jacob whose name means. Con man or conniver or supplanter or whatever. Yes. Uh, when he wrestled that night with the so-called angel, uh, got up the next morning limping, and 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 he said, "Your names from henceforth will no longer be Jacob; it'll be Israel." It means a prince with God. There's some other meanings of it, but from a con man to a prince with God. Yes, sir. He uh, uh, he had a pretty. Um City passed. He had uh, conned his brother mm-hmm. out of his right. birthright uh, for a, for a bowl of porridge, and uh, he had to spend a long time in uh, in servitude uh, to get his wife. Did he not? Yes, mm-hmm. seven years for each wife. <laughs> wow, that's a long time. I wonder if people would be willing to do that today. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, most of them wouldn't. You know. It would have to be a special woman. Um, yeah. But uh, God changes his name, um, and uh, there seems to be a precedent there. Uh, is a changing of the name, does it have to do with the covenant uh, that God it is making to, with these men? Uh, I, I don't know that it has to do with the covenant completely. Of course, it did with Abraham. Uh, but, yeah, uh, he, he, the, the point of uh, anyone coming to the Lord uh, is for us to be changed. You know, old things to pass away, behold, all things to become new. And so uh, the Lord in the covenant uh, promises that he's going to write his law in our hearts, which is going to change our character. And uh, out of that comes uh, his naming. And there's another dimension of deliverance here that we've learned about, is that most people, I would say almost 100%, of the people that I've encountered, including in my own life, uh, live a, a, a false life. Uh, there, there's a there, there's a false 
character that presents itself to the world. Yes. But then there's the real person inside that God is working on and wants to come forth. And that's where a lot of the battle is for us to be, to, as the old saying goes, get real, brother, get real. And uh, so God is, is, he says in Revelation that he's given us a new name, and it's written on a white stone for the overcomer in, the, in that particular church there in Revelation 2. And uh, uh, so the Lord showed me years ago that he'd given me a name, and it wasn't the name my parents gave me, and or you know anything like it, but uh, it was. It's part of, of of a people that have a heart for God, that are what we call the remnant, the overcomers. It's primarily the overcomers. He said, "I'm going to give you a new name. I'm going to write it on a white stone." Why? Well, because the the nature, the real nature of the real self, uh, is called forth by that name. And so names are prophetic also. Uh, when people speak our name to us, it's like they're speaking a prophecy to us. Well, what does your name mean? What does your name mean? And we've encountered this so many times where people have a not a good name. And I, I don't want to, you know, I don't, I don't want to condemn anybody or anything, but one of the names, the classic things that we ran into is people being named Randy. Randy and Randy is not a good word. Uh, you know, someone who's Randy means they're sexually active, oh. or they're lustful. And we found that name uh, with with uh, both women and men. There's men that are called Randy, and there are women that are called Randy. Wow! And <clears throat> they've had problems with sexual activity because uh, you know that name, what it means, and what it what it. Uh, uh, influences in the spirit realm, but uh, when that when that name's spoken over him again and again and again, see. So, in other words, um, could could it be like invoking a word curse on somebody, like the witches do on the saints? Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's the same. It's a, a very similar thing of a word curse. It's the power of the spoken word. There's you know, life and death, or death and life, are in the power of the tongue, and the same principle works here. So many, even Christians, don't believe in that. And I, you know, they're speaking things and so forth, but it, it absolutely is so. It works that way. Our, our words are powerful. And that's why Jesus said that we'll be judged for every idle, empty word that comes out of our mouth. Brother, I can believe that. I heard uh, a testimony of a minister named Dr. Jonathan Hansen. He's uh, with a group up in Seattle called World Ministries International, a uh, good man of God. And he said that... Um, he would be up in the pulpit, and he would look, and God would allow him to see in the Spirit, and he would see two angelic uh, scribes, as they were, sitting on the front pew. And he asked the Lord, he said, who are these men? And he said, uh, they are here to uh, write down every word you speak. And, uh, you know, you're behind the pulpit, so you're doubly accountable, so be careful what you speak out here today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ooh, that would be a little bit frightening. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, but it's so. It's so, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, you're talking Let's about... Jesus. Go ahead, I'm sorry. I said unless Jesus is pulling our leg or something. <laughs> well, I, I believe I he means exactly what he says, yeah. and uh, folks, you have to be very careful, because we will give an accounting for every idle word. And um, speaking of some of these names that uh, kind of uh, tend to um, influence actions, uh, I'll just throw in some that are comical, but <laughs> they kind of make sense. Do we all remember the... Um, the big financial debacle 
with a guy by the name of Bernie Madoff. Uh, he made off with all the money, folks. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, uh, then you go on down the list. There's a guy named Cash Carry, and he seemed to yeah. carry off all the cash. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. Is it coincidence? Um, I could uh, say some names would, uh, of maybe some televangelists that might ruffle some feathers. And I'm not going to do that tonight, but uh, you know, it makes you wonder. I mean, is that a coincidence that some of these people got the name that they did? So. Uh, some certainly seem to have a diabolical name. Yes, right. Um, yeah, I. No question about it. And see, it, it not only uh, is, is it not only influences in people's lives. It, it's the names of cities and towns and countries. Hmm. Uh, this is very important, also. Uh, you know, for instance, uh, we in Genesis twelve eight where. Abraham camped between uh, a little town called Ai or Ai, however you want to pronounce it, in Bethel, and Ai, uh, which is the way I pronounce it, whatever, but yes. means heap of ruins, and Bethel means house of God, and so he was, bet- and the, and Bethel was on the west of him, and Ai was to the east of him, and of course in the in 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 the word you travel west to go toward the Lord. You, uh, go west, young man, because uh, that's what uh, the direction is in the tabernacle of Moses. You go west to go into the presence of God. And so there he was, and east uh, always speaks of the occult. Uh, the east wind speaks of the occult and witchcraft and so forth. So the, the name of the town, a heap of ruins versus the house of God. And uh, so all through the Bible, as you begin to study the names of towns, the names of kings, uh, the names of all, all these things, it, it just uh, it, it brings a new dimension to Bible study. Because Praise it God. all speaks. Yeah, it all speaks. Well, I would certainly want to be in a, uh, be in a place where it had a good connotation to it. Um, let's talk about the, uh, some of the apostles. You know, the apostle Paul, that wasn't always his name, was it? No, he, no, it would change. Some some people say, well, it's just a different form of the Greek. But uh, if you look it up, uh, you realize that uh, where was it? It, it was about uh, in Acts. Uh, oh, where is it? Acts thirteen, I think it was that uh, it says Saul, uh, uh, Saul, who then became Paul, or Paul, who was Saul. In other words, you see the shift right there, and and it's interesting that. Uh, uh, you know the, 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 that his name changed, and, uh, and and because he was a changed man. Absolutely, he has his uh, experience on the road to Damascus, and prior to that, he's going around and uh, with permission from the I guess it was the Sanhedrin back then. He's arresting people, women and, mm-hmm. and men, and throwing them in jail, and uh, they were being put to the death. And we don't know how many people died to his credit. And then uh, he right. gets stopped dead in his tracks. Uh, meets Jesus on the highway to Damascus, and you know is blinded as we read the story. And uh, uh, Jesus changed his name from Saul to Paul. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think that's another um, proof that uh, when people made a turn uh, and started serving the Lord uh, and fulfilling uh, a calling He had on their life, uh, then He uh, He changed their names. That's pretty amazing. Right. Right. Well. Uh, remember that Jesus changed the name of Peter, or, or Simon, to Peter. Yes. And he changed the names of James and John. Three, three of the disciples, he changed their names. The others, uh, he did not. 
It's interesting oh. that those three disciples that he took up on the Mount of Transfiguration were those three that he changed their name. So these well, are types, again, of the overcomers or the remnants. See, he only took those three men that he changed their names uh, to, to see his glorification there on the Mount. And uh, that, that speaks volumes of, of, of what was going on, that out of, the, out of those 12 men, there were three that were, were special. They were chosen, you know, uh, for a greater, greater work, evidently. And uh, certainly we know they, they, they were. And so you begin to see all this uh, in the Word, and you say, well, there's something here, absolutely something here about our names. If you are tuning in just now, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. We've got Pastor Steve Bill of Key Ministries on the line with us, and he's uh, giving us a revelation from the Lord on the importance of names, a book the Lord is having him write. When I think this is profound, brother, uh, some of this revelation tonight. Uh, I had not ever picked up on the fact that only three disciples had their names changed. Now, I missed that one, and that's exactly yeah. true. Um, Simon has his name changed to Peter. And let me ask you about that. Um, you know, the Catholic Church says, you know, we were founded on the rock, and that rock is Peter. And, uh, you know, Jesus gave Peter the keys of the kingdom, and all that's been handed down to the Pope. And uh, I remember being about 12 years old, and I was raised in, uh, in the church. Uh, my grandfathers were uh, Pentecostal ministers for the Church of God. And so I had invited a next-door neighbor of mine. He happened to be a, a Catholic to church with me, and he was able to go a couple weeks before his mother found out about it. Of course, you know, I, I thought yeah. he had already approved it with her. Well, she finds out he's going with me to church on Wednesday night, and uh, she asked me to come over. I'm Again, I'm about maybe 12 years old at the time, and she sits me down, and she says, let me explain something to you. The, the Catholic faith, faith is based on the rock, and the keys of the kingdom were handed to, to Peter, and he is that rock, and the authority is now goes to the Pope, and she was you know, giving me this um, this lecture and basically trying to justify why she didn't want her son to go to, to church with me no more. And, you know, that's kind of stuck in my brain all these years. And uh, as I started to read the Word for myself, I went in and um, I, I don't uh, see it say that. Uh, in fact, if you look at the name of Peter, um, wasn't it uh, Cephas, which actually means stone? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay, so a stone yeah. and a rocker, there's a pretty big difference between that, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess so, yeah. I, of course. Uh, uh, so the point I'm trying to make is uh, I believe that rock is Jesus Christ. I believe that the church is built on Jesus Christ, the rock of our faith. And, uh, you know, of course, uh, praise God for, for Peter. But uh, if you look at his actual name... Um, at least that's the way I, I wanted to ask you. Does that mean Cephas, a stone, or maybe do I have that wrong? What do you think about that? Uh, yeah, I understand to mean stone. Uh, you know, Simon, some people uh, said that it meant reed or uh, something that was shaky. Actually, my studies tell me it means hearing. Okay. But re regardless of whatever, Jesus changed his name to stone. Uh, and I, and I, I think I fully understand why, why he did that, because he saw in this man that he was anything but that. Yes. Because if you remember, he denied Christ three times. Yes. And uh, then even in the book of Galatians, when Paul finally showed up, he had to confront him because 
Uh, he flaked out whenever the, the Jewish people came to town. He wouldn't eat with the Gentiles. And then when they left town, he'd eat with the Gentiles. So, so he, he was a coward. Well, you know, as my grandmother would and, call me, he's a stinker. <laughs> yeah. And so Jesus was saying, okay, I, I see some problems in this man's character. There's a character flaw here. Only I'm going to speak differently, that he's going to be like a rock, like a rock, like a rock. And evidently he died that way. And, and that, that, again, emphasizes or enhances the, my understanding about the importance of names. Yes. And uh, so the Holy Spirit has spoken to us in some cases here with folks we minister to that are part of our body uh, for them to change their name. Really? And, uh, yeah, we've got, uh, I think we've got about three people sitting in the room here That's, that uh, the Lord's made it very clear that their, you know, their name was to be changed, and it wasn't necessarily because the name uh, represented uh, something bad or the meaning of the name was bad. It was because they'd been named after somebody that had uh, their their personality spirits had been then given opportunity to go in that person, and for them to take up that same uh, personality, that kind of personality. And uh, I, I've seen it in families where you, you name a junior and the, the, the second, the third, the fourth. And not only do we see the personality spirits passing down, but we even see the curses of infirmities and so forth passing down because of the authority that comes through that naming. Oh, boy. Uh, and, and people you know, want to say that uh, generational curses are not uh, true. I mean, I, I'm a believer that they are. Oh, I know they are. Yeah. In fact, I had a rude awakening uh, one time, Brother Bill. I was living in the Republic of Panama. Maybe some of you listeners have heard me share this story, but uh, it was back about 2005, and I'm laying on a couch one night, and uh, I was just, you know, kind of arguing with the Lord. I wasn't happy about some things in my life at the time, and uh, I fell asleep on this couch rather than go back to bed, and uh, I wake up, and uh, I said, oh, I must have fallen asleep here, and I I had a Bible on the uh, chair arm. I open it up. And uh, I laid my eyes on the scripture, and then all of a sudden a dream came back that I had forgotten I'd had. And the Lord said, you and your brother have a generational curse you need to break. And so uh, that was my first experience with that, and I'm a Christian at the time. And so people want to say Christians can't have generational curses. I'm here to say you can, but praise God in Jesus' name, there's victory, and you can break this stuff. But, um, you know, it says my people uh, perish or destroyed for lack of knowledge. And... uh, I, I believe that that relates to the names, too. Exactly. Well, you know, uh, Brother, uh, you know, one of the things that we've come to see after these years of ministry is that uh, there's, a, there's a small group out of the whole church that really, really is after God. It's a remnant. And some Christians, if they heard this tonight, they would think we're absolutely cuckoo. That, you know, Jesus is Lord and everything's going to be all right and he's going to take care of everything and so forth. But I saw, after I I left the Baptist church, I was out of the ministry for about eight years and, and the Lord came and almost struck me down like Paul. But uh, anyway, I began to see immediately that there was a dimension here of appropriating the promises of God. They, they don't just automatically, you know, work. You've got to appropriate them. 
and, and then you find people that really want all that God has, and and so when they hear something like this, they they rejoice, and then there's a great uh, percentage of people just absolutely say, "Oh, that's that's crazy." Well, that's okay. Just that that if you feel that way, that's okay. But I'm going on myself. And, and and appropriate everything that I can in, in the kingdom of God. And this is one important thing, very, very important thing, because the key men in the Bible, most of them, were renamed. Yes. And, 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 and if they weren't renamed, they had a godly name. They were named in the right way, just like Jesus and John. And uh, so names are very important. And uh, again, I say not only in the uh, names of people, but the names of places, uh, towns and villages, and and even the names of the tribes. I, I, I don't have it on the website. I, di- I didn't realize it was on the website. But the seven tribes in Canaan, the Hittites, the Girgashites, and so forth, each of those names means something, and each of the those names uh, reveal seven different things that are key in our life to get free of and overcome. For instance, the name Canaanites actually means merchants or, or pirate or trafficker, and it, it represents the love of money. And the Hivites, uh, it, it, the life born of effort, bestiality, uh, it speaks of human effort that we've got to get free. We've got to give up our human effort, and we can go right down the list. And we've used this in deliverance for years now. Uh, and I've taught this and ministered it and seen breakthroughs in people's lives. Uh, the, word, the Hittites, for instance, uh, means violence, uh, terror, dread, so forth. And uh, everybody needs to get that violence out of their life that's due to the bitter root in their life. So those names are very important. They reveal something uh, that's got to be overcome, and that's what Israel had to do. They had to go into Canaan and 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 slay these giants, the uh, and and drive them out, and they didn't do it, and they were warned, and so we still have Canaanites in the house of God. Brother, this and is a divine uh, appointment on uh, radio tonight, and folks, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Mega Man Radio Network. We've got Pastor Steve Bell of Key Ministries on the phone with us tonight, uh, sharing a revelation on the importance of names. Ministry website is keyministries.org, and deliveranceforthebodyofchrist.org. Uh, Pastor Bill, um, a few days ago, I had a guest on the phone uh, called in all the way from Sweden, and we did a few programs together, a good friend named Peter Kuhn, and the Lord had given him a word for me, and uh, I said, Brother, I'm, I'm always looking for a word, good or bad. Uh, if you get a word from the Lord, that means he had not forgot about you. <laughs> so uh, he says, uh, I've got a, a scripture verse for you, and uh, you just mentioned Canaanite, Canaanites, and it triggered it. He gave me a word over in Numbers 33.50. And uh, I won't read the whole passage, but I'll read the, the meat of it. It says, And the Lord spake unto Moses in the plains of Moab by Jordan near Jericho, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When you are passed over Jordan into the land of Canaan, then you shall drive out all the inhabitants of the land from before you, and destroy all their pictures, and destroy all their molten images, and quite pluck down all their high places, and ye shall dispossess the inhabitants of the land, and dwell therein, for I have given you the land to possess it. And then it goes on, and it says, But if ye will not drive out the inhabitants of the land from before you, then it shall come to pass that those which ye let remain of them shall be pricks in your eyes, 
and thorns in your sides, and shall vex you in the land wherein you dwell. And then moreover it shall come to pass that I shall do unto you as I thought to do unto them. Now I know that uh, in the historical context, um, Moses and the children of Israel were to go into the land of Canaan and drive the uh, the people out there, you know, drive the giants and so forth out of this land and, and claim it for their own that God had given them. But in, in modern-day context, uh, do you think that there are some uh, implications here for today Absolutely. regarding regarding even maybe the deliverance ministry? Absolutely. Absolutely, yes. Uh, I, I'm looking right now at Zechariah 14, and Zechariah's uh, uh, really kind of a tabernacle's book, and we'll not get into that, but... Uh, uh, in verse 19, it says, This shall be the punishment of Egypt and the punishment of all the nations that do not come up to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. In that day, holiness to the Lord shall be engraved on the bells of the horses. The pots in the Lord's house shall be like the bowls before the altar. Yes, every pot in Jerusalem and Judah shall be holiness to the Lord of hosts. Everyone who sacrifices shall come and take them and cook in them. In that day there shall no longer be a Canaanite in the house of the Lord of hosts. Wow. And so when the prince, uh, when Jesus was talking to his disciples, he said, the prince of this world has come, and he's found nothing in me. And this was right before they arrested him, and he was crucified. And so, yes, I believe that the Lord is working in a remnant of people that are willing to submit themselves to it, and be cleansed, and be clean, and be free, and no more Canaanites in our land of our soul, our mind, our will, our emotions. We're, we're, we're the Lord's. And it's not because we're holy, religious, and all that. You know, It's, it's simply because uh, uh, the prince of this world has no longer any influence in any part of us. And that's my goal. Amen to that. Um... I say praise, praise the Lord. I'll, I'll use somebody else's word. Every demon out is one less in. <laughs> That's right. Praise That's God. Right. You know, praise God. Uh, Jesus came to set the captives free, and uh, we can be free indeed through the blood of Jesus Christ. And um, He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So I'm, I'm praising the Lord for that. Now, uh, we're talking, folks, tonight about the importance of names and uh, how there's a clear precedent through the Scripture where the Lord uh, would change uh, the men and women of God's names, and um, usually it was a point where they went from dark to light, or they were stepping into um, a covenant that they had made, or they were moving into full-time ministry. And um, it's amazing what you revealed about only three of the uh, disciples had a name change, yet those were the ones that went up on the Mount of Transfiguration? Yes. I had never picked up on that. Um so I had read that, um, I think it was in, maybe it was in Revelations, it talks about uh, those that overcome and, and make it, uh, Jesus will give you a white stone with a name on it that only you and him know. I think that, I've always kind of dwelled on that, that's cool, but clearly he's also given people names in advance. And so um, what else has the Lord shown you? Uh, may I ask, uh, did he tell you your name in advance? Yes, he's given me an, another name. Um, I, I, I sought to, to know this years ago, and I've known it for a long time. And uh, it, it wasn't a name that I would choose, but uh, my my first name uh, by the 
work of the Holy Spirit, I guess you would say, is Stephen, and it means crowned one. And so oh. I've been given, given a good name. Uh, and uh, Now, I'm not going to ask you to rebuild unless uh, you, you want to. Uh, but uh, oh, well, I, yeah. See, I, I, I just uh, realized I, I was my middle name I've always not liked, like, like my wife. Uh, it's, it's Marion. I was named after my mother's only brother and my 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 father's only sister, Marion, and of course that's a form of Mara or Mary, which means bitterness. And wow. Of course, I've had my battles with that, and so I've never liked the name. And so, the Lord told me to take that name that I now know that He's given me, and make it my middle name. And my middle name, therefore, is Ebenezer. Ebenezer. And Ebenezer means stone of help. Really. Yeah, so I'm Stephen Ebenezer. Hey, that's awesome. So he took the the name Marion and uh, gave you your new name, uh, Ebenezer. So you're a man of help. That's awesome. Yeah, stone of help. That's what it means. Stone of help. I don't don't care for that name, Ebenezer. Hey, Ebenezer, you know. But uh, it's it's a good name. It's a good name. So uh, if... If the Lord thinks that that'll be my appellation, then that's fine with me. Now, I'm going to ask you something off the wall, but uh, that's what Omega Man Radio is known for. Uh, you never know what you might find when you tune in. Uh, we have all types of exciting conversation, and I ask a lot of questions. Um, I know that there's what's called the Book of Life, and a, to make it to heaven, your name needs to be written into the Book of Life. Mm-hmm. It talks about the books being opened and... Um, those whose names were not written in the book of life, you know, I guess they were cast into into hell and outer darkness. Uh, if someone just voluntarily changed their name without the leading of the Lord and maybe the Lord revealing their new name, could that jeopardize uh, your placement in the book? Or oh, I see what you're saying. I, I don't think so, no. Uh, my concern about even doing this program tonight that somebody might pick up on this and say, well, I'm going to go change my name. Uh, well... Maybe you need to, but you better hear from the Lord. Uh, we, you know, we don't uh, nonchalantly do that. Uh, it comes out of ministry. Uh, I got a brother sitting here tonight in, in the office with us that uh, it was another big confirmation that uh, he was named after his father, and and he came one day and I started praying for him, and and it got into deliverance, and uh, uh, all at once the Lord told me that. I needed to speak the name, his name, okay, uh, his name. You know, and and so many times the strong man in people's lives, the name of the strong man is their name. Wow. And, um, and uh, <laughs> okay. Wow, that's that's amazing, um, brother Bill. Uh, do you have any uh, people with you tonight that would like to share a testimony on live radio? Well, uh, uh, this brother sitting right here. Um, uh, I'll ask him to come in here and uh, get on the phone. And Fantastic. Praise the Lord. Quickly, his story is quite a story, but uh, I'm sure he can abbreviate it. Uh, so where, where is he? If you are tuning in tonight, folks, you're listening to Omega Man Radio Network. We've got Pastor Steve Bell of Key Ministries. We're talking about a new book that is uh, going to be released soon on the importance of names. And this is a powerful revelation tonight on the uh, on the importance of a name. It can have good or bad ramifications. And, um, That's right. I, I will also share a story uh, regarding my own name change. 
Well, anyway, here's uh, here's Alaya Alvarez, formerly uh, Luis Alvarez, and I'll let him just share quickly uh, what happened. Okay. Praise God. Here's Alaya. Brother, Brother uh, Alvarez, uh, welcome on the Omega Man Radio Show. It's a pleasure to have you on tonight. Well, good evening. It's uh, it's good to be here, and it's a joy to be able to bring forth the awareness of uh, the love that God has for all of us. And I guess just real quickly here, uh, what I'd just like to mention is that uh, I guess what came about with me, you know, I guess it was in 97, as my brother mentioned earlier, uh, what happened I, when I was born, I was to be a girl. And uh, and uh, there was, uh, my father was, my dad was pretty upset about that I was a, didn't turn out to be a girl, I was a boy. And uh, so uh, the name that they had picked out already was Louise, and uh, since I didn't turn out to be that, they, they called me Louis, but... With that uh, situation that happened, so much was imparted. First of all, not only the rejection, but uh, the personality of a of a girl that was there to be that they wanted so much, mainly my dad. And uh, my mother, uh, you know, also was wanting a girl as well. So that went on for went on for a while to the point that even in my younger days, uh, as a child, I even found myself uh, wanting to dress myself as a girl. So a false personality came in, a very strong one, that, uh, that, that was really a, a hindrance that also brought forth so much rejection in my life of wanting to be accepted because I wasn't accepted, and it started at the womb because I was so rejected. And so, wow, so, so much. that was a case of a little uh, rejection from the womb. The parents, your parents wanted um, a girl so much that uh, they stuck with the name, and... Um, that was kind of almost that was a that was a curse put on you that started to manifest and you would want to uh, dress in girls' clothing. And, and, and yes, you know, back when I was four and five and six years old, uh, my yes. mother's middle name was my mother. My mother's middle name was Louise. Okay. And uh, that's the name they had picked out. And uh, yeah, it was it was pretty devastating, you know, uh, at uh, uh, you know when I, at a young age. You know, but uh, the 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 key situation that was even so much more devastating was uh, the spirit of rejection as well. Yes. Which just really enhanced, which really enhanced uh, this false personality that uh, allowed me to be somebody that I really wasn't, and then I was trying to be somebody that I wasn't at all, and to, to try to get acceptance. And I lived that way for so so many years. As a matter of fact, I lived that way for 47 years, trying to be accepted. And uh, matter of fact, uh, to the point that I even left home when I was 14, because I wasn't accepted, you know, in the ways that uh, I thought I should have been as far as a teenager. But anyway, I guess it then came about one day in '97. Uh, I walked into the office of my brother Steve's, my wife and I, and uh, we were just sitting there calmly talking. And he was talking about his dad. But all of a sudden, when he started talking about his dad, something started happening within me, and it. And a rage started coming up within myself about my dad, and then I just started yelling, saying, I don't want him anymore. And what it was, uh, I was seeing that the, the false personality that was coming forth and the, rev- and, the, and the hatred that I had towards the situation at hand. And all of a sudden, ministry just started coming forth, and I was delivered of a false personality at that time. Matter of fact, at the moment it happened, I fell to the, I fell to the floor on my face, and uh, that's when it really began even more so for me to, to see our Heavenly Father to where I saw that uh, 
he really did love me. And he said it. He said, from this day, your name shall be severed, spiritually and physically. Wow. So at that, at that moment, it happened spiritually. And then a few months later, it happened physically to where he had me go to the courts and change my name. And he, the name he gave me was Eliah. Eliah. How do you and spell it? E-L-I-A-H. There's so many more dynamics that came forth in this situation, but uh, right there, I'd just like to just sum it up with that as far as uh, how Did he I've reveal so long. the meaning of the word Eliah to you? Yeah, my God is Jehovah. My God is Jehovah. That's a fantastic yeah. name. Yeah, yes. so, uh, you know, Praise God. Even, in time, yeah, even in times past after that, he let me know that I've been, he's been taking care of me. He said, always take care of me. So the nature and character that's coming forth is, is so rich. And I, even today, you know, just, you know, this past June when I felt, truly had it done by the courts, it'd be 13 years, I'm, I'm still rejoicing even today, you know, because of the name. But not only the, it's not about the name, but it's about the new man that's coming forth, the new character and the new nature. That's what it, the name, yes, but it's so much more about the character and the nature. The so that man. name had literally had you uh, held captive, and um, in '97 uh, you experience deliverance, and God changes yeah. your name, um, and all that stuff just lifted off of you, didn't it? Uh, to a great measure, yes, it did. And, and you know, things are still working, though. You know, it's a part of its process. Things are still working to the point that. Uh, I guess here about a month ago, uh, yeah, things are still working. Yeah, it's, it's still going on. It's still part of a process in this situation of the name change because there's things that have been residued, you know, that have been there for so, so many, so many years, you know, that it's, it's fallen away. But yet it's, it's, it's up to me to make the choice and the decision to continually walk according to the Word of God and the things that He's made known to me and walking in the things that He's spoken to me. It's walking and walking and walking and allowing the other situation to continually be so far away. Literally, your, the old so life long. had passed away, and God has given you uh, a new name, and uh, you've got a new chapter that is uh, being opened for you. Praise God. Well, yeah. Yeah, the, 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 the page has turned big time. Yes. Yes, it has. And, Brother, I, so you're, uh, you're a fortunate man. Uh, you're in the, uh, the right place. Um, and... Pastor Steve Bell, a mighty man of God. So praise God that... Uh, yeah, the, yeah it's, it's, a, it's a true joy to, to, to be in a place to where you, you hear the, the, the truth of the Lord. And uh, by his word, you know, you shall be changed. It's about, it's about the truth. Yes, it's about the truth. And so, you know, people, uh, even people out there in the world that I even, for some reason, might come up, which I did here about three weeks ago, so they say, well, how can God do that? Why would God do that? Well, there's there's a lot of misunderstanding about why the name would be changed. So I'm thankful for this time that's been given to our brother and to this ministry to bring this forth about the importance of names, you know, and what really comes with a name and who does name you. It's very important. Yes, it is. Uh, cool. I, I, I'm really thankful that you've given me this time to be able to bring forth this little bit of the testimony. There's so much about it. But I'm thankful that you've given me this time to bring this much forth to let others hear about uh, the situations that uh, do come about, even mine from not only from birth, but really from in the womb. It was from in the womb. Well, Brother Elijah, may Thank the Lord richly bless you. God bless you for coming on and uh, sharing that testimony with us tonight. Well, I thank you for asking. Uh, here's our brother, Steve Bell. Yeah, quite a testimony, huh? Pastor Bell, that, that is powerful. Yeah. Um, I mean, we hear about these terms, rejection from the womb, 
Uh, folks, this is real. And um, yeah. uh, having a name can have serious repercussions. Um, and uh, praise God for deliverance and for um, giving the new name Eliah to this brother. And that that is just uh, set him on a whole new course. Praise God for that. Uh, do you have any other people there with you tonight that would like to share a testimony? Uh, I don't know. Um, how much time do we have? Are, are we out of time? We've got about uh, half an hour left. If uh, if anybody would like to come forward, they're more than welcome to take the mic. Uh, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to a Mega Man Radio Network. Uh, we've got Pastor Steve Bell of Key Ministries on tonight. We're talking about his new book, The Importance of Names. Okay. Okay, yeah, I've got another brother here. Uh, uh, you know, please understand that uh, that we we seek earnestly to follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit in all these things. Yes. And uh, it comes through uh, words of knowledge, discernment. Uh, and then uh, when somebody does have a name change, uh, we've got the, the body of Christ here to confirm that. And it's amazing that the brother that uh, is here right now uh, how it was confirmed uh, of his name change, and and we saw it coming for I guess a couple of years that his name needed to change. But just a few weeks ago, actually, uh, uh, the Lord confirmed, you know, his name's got to change, and uh, uh, it, it can't be again a frivolous thing. It's got to really be the Lord. You know, you understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. And, yes, sir. And so some folks want to jump on these things, and and uh, no, 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 no. It's, it doesn't work that way. It's very, very important spiritual, spiritually, uh, even for eternity. <laughs> uh, Absolutely. Matters. Absolutely, so, folks. Anyway, anyway here's, here's a brother uh, uh, that now is named Caleb. Caleb, fantastic. And, uh, yeah, and uh, he used to be Kermit. <laughs> Kermit, and, okay. Uh, yeah, okay, so here's, here's, uh, here's Caleb. Brother Caleb, uh, welcome to the Omega Man Radio Show. How are you doing tonight, brother? Great, great, sir. I appreciate the time. And, uh, may the, may yeah, the Lord like, bless you. Uh, Tell us your testimony. Thank you. Yeah, I'd, I'd just like to share real quick. Uh, I guess it was about uh, seven years ago. Uh, I was uh, at a Bible, or I guess it was a Friday night deliverance meeting. And uh brother was going over some uh, demonic issues about guilt and uh, all the things that was surrounded by guilt I had, and I had no idea what uh, what they all were, but I just raised my hand after the meeting and I said, "Brother, I need prayer." And uh, before I mentioned that, I was named after my grandpa. Uh, Kermit. He was a blacksmith, and before that, uh, there was many, many things that that I had in common with him, and uh, some disturbing. Some were good, but anyway, uh, that night seven years ago, uh, Brother Steve had discernment uh, from the Lord. He, he never could have known this otherwise. But he started calling that spirit, little Kermit, baby Kermit, come out of this man, you know, in Jesus' name. Yes. And that's what they used to call me, baby Kermit, little Kermit. So, 
you know, it was hindering me from becoming a man of God. So anyway, uh, about two years ago, I cried out to the Lord, and I said, Lord, I want you to name me. And uh, the time came where uh, the name came forth, and, and uh, there was uh, several confirmations on that. But uh, it's still new to me. It only happened about three weeks, uh, maybe a month ago, and I still haven't got all of it, but I know that uh, I'm a new man, and uh, I know it was the Lord, and uh, I'm still trying to get a hold of it, but uh, I'm looking forward to, to continue to walk in that new nature. And uh, it's a it's another step in my walk with the Lord. Now, brother, the Lord gave you the new name Eliah. What does that mean? Uh, excuse me, Caleb. Excuse me, Caleb. Caleb. Yes, sir. Uh, I I think it has more than what I have, but uh, as far as I understand it, it means faithful. Praise God. You know, as 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 they say, dog-like. But uh, the Lord has has said to me that I. I have been a faithful man in that I try to follow him to the, my best ability, to the best of my ability, and uh, seek him with a, a true heart, you know, as, as, as much as I know how. And uh, that's the name the Lord gave me. Well, now, brother, do you know, you know that has some, also some, uh, some mighty biblical um, significance, uh, Joshua and Caleb. The Lord had confidence yeah. in, and um, they they walked together and uh, did some mighty exploits. And uh, Caleb was certainly faithful to Joshua. That's what I see. You know, it's all about the endurance of faith. So that's that's a powerful uh, renaming, brother. God bless you. Thank you, brother. Thank you. And uh, yes, and, and same same to you. God bless you. And uh, one more thing. Uh, a confirmation. I was talking with my sister, and uh, she 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 uh, was praying for the spirit of Caleb and their family. So it was another confirmation. It was pretty neat. So well, I got another word for you, Caleb. Joshua and Caleb were the only two that made it over in the Promised Land, were they not? Uh, yes, sir. You know, everybody else uh, could have had the promise, and um, they murmured and complained, and they died in the desert, and. Um, I, I, I'm sorry, the, basically they all died in the desert except for under, under a certain age, but uh, Joshua and C Caleb, they were faithful to the end. And God let them see the promised land, didn't he? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They, they uh, Sure did. Well, that, that's they, fantastic. I believe the Lord just gave me that. So God bless you. That's an awesome uh, rename. Renaming. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. All right. Uh, appreciate the time, and uh, here's my brother. Yes, sir. You know, that's a powerful name, Caleb. Mm -hmm. And as I was mentioned to uh, Caleb, uh, you know, Joshua and Caleb were faithful to the Lord, and he let them enter into the promised land, didn't he? That's right. Yeah, Caleb, Caleb was, uh, what, 84 when he finally fulfilled the promise, or got his, his promise fulfilled, rather. Yes, sir. Yeah, he was, uh, he was a faithful man and determined and dog-like, so to speak. That's what it means. But He was certainly an overcomer, wasn't he? 
Yes, sir. Absolutely. That's a good name. And uh, that that is powerful. So we had uh, Eliah and we had Caleb. Um, any other testimonies tonight? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I, we got a couple over here. Uh, well, one no, one of the gals not here. Uh, <clears throat> let me see. Uh, anyway, uh, the Lord has, uh, you know, not everybody, not everybody, but along the way. Yeah, I've got. Uh, here's uh, uh, Abigail's going to come and give her her testimony. Awesome. Praise God. Yeah. Yeah, she uh, she came here years ago from New Jersey, and uh, just uh, I'll just let her tell briefly, you know what, how this came about. Okay. And you know, brother Steve, before you you pass it over, uh, I will tell you that there is a lot of people tuning in tonight. Uh, so sure. there is a lot of interest in the importance of names. So praise God for this timely show. Amen. Amen. Yes. All right. Here's here's Abigail. Hello. Sister Abigail, uh, welcome to the Mega Man Radio Show. It's an honor to have you. Uh, share with us your testimony. Thank you very much. It's a privilege, as my brothers have said also. Um, mine's a little bit different, but uh, when Elijah had his name changed, I was also at a time of having deliverance, and uh, it was just kind of brought that my name would be changed. But it's been two years now, so that was about 10 or 11 years ago when Elijah that I was aware of my name to be changed. My name was Donna Maria, and the last name is Italian. So Donna Maria was Bitter Woman. And many years, about three years ago, I had my middle name removed so I wouldn't have the bitter from Mary in my name. And uh, it's probably about three years ago that um, it was more confirmed that my name should be changed. And so I was searching and seeking the Lord for the name, and it came about through some ministry and things of Abigail. And when I found out what Abigail meant, that it really confirmed in me, it means Father's joy, and to have the joy of the Lord as my strength, and it's the power in me. Um, so two and a half years ago, or approximately two years, I legally also had my name changed. Wow. And, uh, it's a continual process, as my brother Elias said, of personality, a journey, a prog process. It's not something that you get your name changed and, you know, it's an immediate change, but there's a definite awareness, a definite growing, and even your relationships with the people around you changes. And I'm very grateful to the body of Christ that's here with me, that stand with me, and um, for Pastor Bell and how we seek the truth here and to be set free. I uh, came out of a Catholic background. That's one of the reasons for Dona Maria. Yes. And uh, I came out of Catholicism back in, um, I guess it was 87, renounced and stepped out of that. And uh, my whole family is Catholic. But um, when your eyes are open to the truth, then you come forth in it. And I think that's another thing of being at birth. You are baptized with the sprinkling of water and the priest and the confirmation and the names that they give you. So that definitely needs to be broken and severed and a process with a new name and a new nature. And Praise God. And so God. Abigail means the Father's joy? 
Uh-huh. Hey, that's beautiful. And I'm one of those who live on property, and the apartment I'm in is named Joy. Really? Yeah. Uh, well, that was, that's kind of a confirmation then. Yes. <laughs> that's fantastic. Well, praise um, God. Well, thank you. I'm going to give you back to Brother Bell and Pastor Bell, and I'm thank you for the privilege of being on here. Well, sister, thank you for sharing that testimony. That's beautiful. Amen. Praise God. That's a beautiful which testimony. Which reminds me, yeah, which reminds me of what happened in the book of Ruth, and there's a bunch of meaningful names in there, but if you remember when uh, uh, Naomi went down with her husband uh, to Moab and lost everything, came back with Ruth, and she came to town, and they said, is this Naomi? And she said, don't call me Naomi, which means pleasant. Call me Mara, for the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me, and Mara means bitter, and that's where we get the name Mary. So she changed her name the wrong way. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So you can you can go both ways with it. Um, you can go both ways, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll, I'll share. A, I'll put myself on the uh, the spotlight on myself. I'll share something and. Uh, I was born uh, Shannon Davis. Okay, uh, when I was born in '69, uh, my father named me Shannon, and he, I have a brother. His name is Damon. Kind of the name. The names kind of rhyme. And uh, back then, at that time, you know, that was a new name. Really, it had not been heard before. Some people say it has Irish or- origins. I just don't know. But as far as the United States w- was going, um, that was my name. You know, S H A N N O N. And uh, so, brother, I grow up and. Uh, I, I started to have a problem, and people would always, um, you know, uh, maybe mistake me as being a girl. And having not met me, of course, but, you know, they just assume the name was uh, a girl because uh, it turned out that nobody else was getting that name that was a guy. It was all going to girls. And it really became yeah. um, apparent when I was in high school. And I remember my senior year in high school. I was about 17 at the time. And the, uh, you know, you'd be in school and oftentimes there'd be an announcement over the uh, loudspeaker and the principal would, you know, call a name, you know, come to the office. And uh, they'd say, Shannon Davis, come to the office. And if it wasn't bad enough that there were other people with the name Shannon, they all said the last name. So we would all go to the office and there would be like five of us. But I would be the only guy. Every person I ran into had had a, a name Shannon was a girl. So, you know, I kind of dealt with this and, uh, you know, dealt with the best I could. Well, uh, I got a little bit older, and I went to work for the Army. Uh, I, w- I went to work as a civilian for Department of Defense when I was about 20. I worked with them about six and a half years up in Alexandria, Virginia. My point being is uh, I, I worked in the personnel division, so I was in charge of maintaining 13,000 military files and basically updating computer records, change of addresses. You know, it was called a personnel clerk. Well, yeah. I would get calls all over the world, and uh, if I'm not there, they would go into a voicemail, so they would always say, Miss Davis. And I'll be honest with you, it started to give me a complex. Yeah, and uh, if it wasn't so. bad enough, <laughs> they would call me Miss Davis. Uh, I would get uh, applications in the, in the mail to enroll in beauty pageants. <laughs> and that kind of broke the, the camel's back. So, you know, I had this stigma attached to the name, and it was really giving me some uh, issues. About that time, uh, I had a falling out with my father, and that's a whole different uh, situation I won't go into tonight, but uh, we didn't talk for four years, I'm ashamed to say. And uh, when I 
when I broke relation with my father, I was young and immature at the time, I said, you know what, I'm just going to start a new family name. I don't like my name. Um, my father and I probably won't repair our relationships. I'm just going to start a whole family uh, tree, a new one. Wow. wow. And uh, at that time, I was real involved in the martial arts. I mean, uh, if someone was addicted to something, it was probably me. And my hero at the time was Bruce Lee. So uh, way back when, uh, I digress, I started probably the world's first uh, website on Bruce Lee. Uh, I even made a, I would call it a pilgrimage out to uh, Los Angeles, California to train in Bruce Lee's school. And, uh, you know, I was just, I was hardcore martial arts, okay? Which, uh, as I've gotten into deliverance and gotten older, I realize, you know, martial arts themselves is, that's a demonic gateway, folks. Uh, a lot of evil spirits have come in with people studying karate. That's a different show we'll do. But uh, my point is, is uh, you might say I flipped out, brother, and I changed my name. I said, I'm done with this. I'm just going to start over. So I go down to the courthouse. I pay $40, and within three days I had a new name. And you say, Can, is it that easy? Well, in, where I lived in Alexandria it was, and the judge gave me a name. I changed my name to Bruce Lee. <laughs> mm. <laughs> this could be a chapter in your book, brother. Uh, and some people probably said, you flipped out. Well, I did. I, I had a temporary insanity, you might say. And uh, so I changed my name to Bruce Lee. You know, he had died. I said, you know, I'm a hardcore Bruce Lee fan. I'll kind of pay homage to the man. Uh, I felt I was that good at the time, working out every day. So I changed my name to Bruce Lee. And I'll be honest with you, I kind of took on a different persona. I bet you did, yeah. So I, I cut my ties with some of the uh, the issues I was having, you know, being confused as being a girl. And... uh you know, I didn't have anything to do with my father for four years, and I'm sorry to say that. Well, make a long story short, uh, the Lord healed the relationship with my father. Um, we, it was reestablished, and uh, years later he went on to be home to be with the Lord. And I, I'm praising God for bringing me and my father back together. But uh, to this day, brother, I carry the name. And a lot of people know me by that name. Uh, you know, I've had it for years, because I was a young man when I changed it. And I've tried at various times to, um, you know, go back and change it back, and I just never followed through on the process. And there was a revelation given to me some time ago, maybe two years ago by a prophet. And he, this guy did not even know me, brother, and that's why I know he's a true prophet of God. He said things that only God knew. And he says something just totally out of the blue. He says, brother, I don't know where this is coming from, but I see a restoration of the name. Mm. And And I've often meditated on that. So... The Lord really got to deal with me uh, about a year ago when I got into uh, the deliverance ministry and started understanding the, the power of generational curses, uh, you know, the fact that uh, Christians can be demonized, um, the fact that, uh, you know, there's a, there's a real famine in the land and it's for, um, you know, training in the, in the deliverance area. It's something you don't hear about. And I want to praise yeah. God for finding your brother. You're one of the great pioneers in deliverance. And I know, folks, that that's not the, the whole ministry. That's the only part of it. But, you know, look, uh, the ministries you see in the mainstream are not even balanced themselves. You know, maybe one folk, you know, one line do just evangelism. But, you know, Jesus' ministry was evangelism, deliverance, healing, fruits of the Spirit. Yeah. And so we need to, you know, have the full gospel. So back to my own particular case, um, I had a prophet reveal to me that there was going to be a restoration of the name. And uh, the Lord dealt with me, and, and I, I had my grandfather one day tell me, he says, you know, Son, he said, uh, I believe you're under a curse. Mm. And as I really uh, began to study the life of Bruce Lee, you know, he was under a curse. He died at 32. He was involved yeah. in the occult. 
And as God is my witness, I believe that it uh, detrimentally impacted my life. And I had uh, a demonic curse jump over by changing my name. So uh, I feel led. I'm going back to my birth name. That's why I've started to use it again, folks. (laughs) And uh, I'm praising God um, for, you know, pulling the scales off of my eyes. And uh, in my particular case, I I believe God gave me the the correct name to begin with. And I I did the reverse of what we're talking about tonight, and I changed it the wrong way. Yeah, you're like you're like Naomi. <laughs> you yes, sir. So I'll, I'll be the uh, I'll be the example for that. Uh, but I am going back to my name, uh, and as uh, it's been revealed to me by a sister in the Lord, there uh, there's some significance to my name, Shannon. And uh, I'm, I'm praising God tonight for this uh, revelation that there is power in the name. And folks, you can be detriment- detrimentally affected by a name. You can be cursed by it, and uh, Brother, what would you say to p- people out there right now who say, hey, I'm listening to these testimonies, and I, I believe that uh, I'm having some problems because of the name that was given to me. What would, what would you recommend that they do? Well, that's a good question, um, <clears throat> Shannon. <laughs> Thank you, brother. I've got to get used to the name again. It's been so long. <laughs> well, we, we've had to, I've had to catch myself with some of the folks here, you know, until we got used to it, but... Uh, we get, you know, we get calls literally from all over the country with with people that really are seeking help, and they've gone to every church in town, and they can't get help. And I would I would strongly suggest that you don't run to your, uh, some uh, pastor uh, that's not, <laughs> you know, what uh, what can I say? And says, you know, I feel like I need to change my name because they're gonna they're gonna run you out of their office probably. Uh, and I hate to say that, but after all these years, brother, uh, that's what we've encountered. And uh, I don't know what to tell them. I really don't know what to tell them. But they, they need they need to uh, get somewhere where they where there's really the the moving of the gifts of the spirit and and so forth, and and find a body uh, of believers that's really pressing in and and doing deliverance and has discernment and and moving in the gifts and. Uh, you, you you just can't uh, fly out and do this yourself. I don't think it should be a long ranger thing necessarily. You know, just like you, you had words given you and so forth. Yes, sir. And so I I, I really don't know what to tell them. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I, and it's sad to say uh, because there's so few places it seems like where people are really pressing into the the well, what I would say the real deeper things of God. Uh, some people think it's this and it's that, but uh, these these are very important for some folks. Absolutely. I, I would, yeah. uh, so I would I would say probably um, a person should seek the Lord and uh, pray and ask Him to open up the the right door for them. And um, brother, why is there such a famine in the land of um, what we're talking about tonight? Spiritual warfare training, the issue of deliverance. Um, why is it not being taught anywhere? I I guess it's it's the Lord, brother. I, I think the focus of the Lord right now is on His remnant, and uh, uh, you know that's that's what He's doing. I, that's that's all I can determine. Uh, of course, there are mega churches in this Dallas Fort Worth area. I mean, mega mega churches. You know, thirty thousand and all this stuff. And, and uh, but these folks, uh, you know, they're getting inspired. They're getting uh, t- 
told, you know, that God wants him to be happy and all of that. And, uh, and so live your best life now, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the word tells me that we enter the kingdom through much tribulation. Yes. So, uh, and I was kidding the other day, uh, we've had people come to us and ask for the baptism in the Holy Spirit. But nobody's ever come to a service or called me and said, Brother Bell, would you pray for me for the baptism of fire? Wow. <laughs> nobody's ever asked for that. But uh, it says the Holy, the Holy Spirit and, with, and fire. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Well, what's a fire for? Well, for cleansing. Oh boy, and it hurts. It hurts, and uh, uh, because uh, change is painful, and uh, uh, that's I don't see any other way into the kingdom without without seeking to you know change me, Lord, transform me. Uh, I want these things out of my life. I want to, I want my mind cleared up where I can stay it on you and so forth. And uh, well, brother, so he that's. Go ahead. He's, he's going to send everybody through the refiner's fire, and um, either you come out refined as pure gold or you get burnt up like the chaff. That's right. And, uh, folks, uh, that oftentimes comes through intense persecution, tribulation, and uh, might as well get started now and uh, judge yourself and start doing some repenting and get cleaned up and ask the Lord to help you. Because if you don't... Um, <laughs> The Lord will send, it, send you through it, and uh, it's going to be painful for many people. Well, you might use a blowtorch and a scrub brush. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's. Uh, in fact, uh, I think we're running out of time. I think uh, you know people that want to press into the kingdom, like you say, you better get started because we're. You know, there is a day you run out of time. There is a day where five virgins don't make it. Oh God, have mercy! And, and folks, for you know, and there is a day when the the door of the ark closes. I mean, folks, forget that. Well, you know, and uh, uh, we don't know that day. We don't know that day. Nobody knows when the bridegroom cometh. But uh, you know, there's somebody that's watching and saying, "Behold, the bridegroom cometh." Well, five were ready and five weren't, and they were all virgins, and they all had lamps. They all had, you know. But, uh, boy, that's a, there in Matthew 25, that can get scary real quickly, you know. Uh, and folks need to sober up and say, I better get serious about the kingdom of God. Because the Lord's shaking the whole earth, and uh, he's, he's preparing a remnant of the people that, that are really sold out to him. You know, I, that's what I think. And, and not to be uh, elite, but uh, to be, uh, you know... <laughs> His chosen ones to help deliver the earth and break the curse off the earth. That's what I see. But Well, you know, the word does say, yeah, it says, watch and pray that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things. Right. And uh, there's a lot of warnings about uh, watch and pray. I believe Jesus said that three times. And right. uh, so, folks, uh, you know, now's the, the day to choose whom you're going to serve. Now's the day of salvation. I mean, there's uh, terrible events of brewing around the world. We're, we're hearing word about um, Iran and Israel may go into it. And, uh, look, we may not even make it till tomorrow. You could be hit by a Mack truck. Only God knows. So you need to be ready to meet the Lord uh, tonight, even before you go to bed. I mean, only God knows if you'll wake up in the morning. And I don't say that to scare people, but, I mean, by the same token, it's, that, it's a sobering thought that, you know, we have an opportunity until the Spirit leaves the body, and then it's, uh, it's judgment time. So... Uh, we need to make sure that we have our house in order. 
And uh, that being said, um, you know, then look at your life and, and see if there's some areas that, uh, you know, you seem to be under attack. Maybe you've got some compulsive uh, behavior, some things you just can't shake. And, um, you know, they're not going to teach this to you in the mainstream, you know, this element of spiritual warfare and the, the reality of um, evil and demonic attacks, but it's true. And uh, that's why we like to have uh, Brother Bell on and other pioneers, because, you know, there's not a lot of people who have grasped on this knowledge and are teaching it today. And I think it's, it's what is needed the most now, brother, is, uh, you know, to learn about spiritual warfare and uh, the deeper things of God. Right. Like we're talking about tonight right. with the names. Right. Most Christians that I've encountered, even in my travels, don't understand that there's degrees of reward. In the, okay. And so it, for whatever you don't do now, it's going to still have to be done. Oh. And that's where folks miss it, see. I, I, they think, well, I'm going to rapture out of here, and I'm going to be the completed. Well, that's not what the Word says. Uh, Jesus said some will be beaten with many stripes as correction, some oh. with fewer. And, and, and so some will rule over ten cities, some over none. And uh, so what do you want for your eternal future? To get there and be incomplete, and so you'll have to matriculate in heaven until you get the job done. And that's what well, the Lord showed me. It's better to do it now, get it done. Get it there's done. some that will make it to heaven with the smell of smoke on them. Maybe, yeah. uh, as they say, get into heaven with the, by the skin of your teeth. And you yeah. know, I told my yes, father that. Fire. Yeah. I, I told my dad, and I said, Dad, uh, you, you're a wealthy man. He was at the time. And I said, uh, you know, you could be doing so much good for the Lord. I said, if you're not careful, uh, you could end up, and I was preaching myself at the same time, you know, we, if we don't do something for the Lord while we have a chance, uh, we could end up living in a pup tent on the backside of glory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so... One way of putting it. But folks, you know, we, we you know, faith without works is dead, okay? And uh, we do need to get out there and do the Lord's work. We need to pick up the sword of the Spirit, put on the full armor of God, get out there on the front lines and and uh, do what God has called you to do. Bless the widows, the orphans. Bless Israel, those in disaster. Get behind deliverance ministries like key ministries. Uh, brother, I wanted to make a mention on this. Uh, I know we got off this subject just a little bit, but... You know, what I'm seeing out there is the, the churches that are preaching the truth about uh, the ministry of deliverance, uh, they are the ones that are the least supported. I, I talked to a, a pastor today, and she said it gets so bad sometimes they might have ten people in attendance. I think the other night she said they had three people show up. And um, this is a deliverance church in the state of Florida, like probably the only one that I know of down there. And I know others. Um, I went up to Hegewish. They had 30 people up there. And I've talked to different ministries across the country, and just nobody wants to support this ministry. Yet this is the one that uh, we need the most. Yeah. Well, of course, we're small, too, and uh, we've had people come and go, and that's part of it. Uh, and uh, I, I, you're, you're exactly right uh, about that. I, you know, I've seen it dwindle, but uh, I know that uh, it's, it's a pruning and a preparation also. But uh, uh, the Lord, you know, takes care of us and provides for us. But, yeah, the, the warfare, folks just don't want to get involved in the warfare because you do get hit and you do have things happen that because uh, you're targeted when you do this. And a lot of folks just walk away. They don't want any part of it. And uh, someday I think they'll regret it. But, 
got some real uh, warriors here, and uh, praise God for 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 what we have. And and so I see it like uh, Gideon's army; it's being trimmed down to the three hundred. God have mercy. God said, send them home. Send them home. Send the fearful home, and send the uh, you know the guys that won't or that would lap out of the hand. Send them home. And so yes, sir. Down to three hundred. Well, you know, and folks, the word says, bring your tithes in the storehouse of God. And I heard a new revelation on that, that the storehouse is really the armory. And, uh, you know, an armory is a church that teaches deliverance. So, you know, I was listening to Proverbs the other day, brother, and it says, if you send your money to the rich man, you know, don't expect any reward back. I'm paraphrasing. Uh, that was Solomon giving that word. And, you know, folks, that's so true. If you want um, a blessing of the Lord, uh, invest in the deliverance ministers. People like Steve Bell and Key Ministries, and he didn't come on tonight to solicit money, but I'm doing it, and I'm saying, folks, some of these ministries uh, can barely keep the lights on, and um, I've talked to so many that uh, are just hanging on. You need to get behind them and, and support them, because if the light goes out, we're really going to be in the darkness. Um, you don't know how t- hard it was to find Brother Bell and some of these other ministries out there. I called around, and it was like, nobody's doing deliverance. Nobody has all of these truths. A lot of the pioneers have went on home to be with the Lord, like Brother Derek Prince and others, Brother Hammond. And uh, so I just praise God, brother, that you're alive and um, you're still out there doing the work of the Lord. And uh, this revelation tonight of the importance of names is pretty awesome. How far along are you in completing the book? When do you think it will be released? (laughs) Don't don't, don't hold my feet to the fire on that one, brother. (laughs) <laughs> but I, I, I'm, I'm really determined, uh, you know, that, that to, to get her done. So I would say it's in a couple of weeks I'll have her done, because you know I've got all the all the material is just putting it together in, in a in a good way. So, and uh, yeah, but and let me also say that yes. anybody that wants to reach out to us, um, uh, welcome to email us or, or call us. Our, our our phone system for some reason picks up immediately, but. If you call, just leave a, a voicemail, which we'll, we'll get back to you as quickly as we can. Give that contact info out. How will they get a hold of you? Well, uh, you know, they, they can email us at uh, info at um, uh, org. Uh, just simply info, I-N-F-O, at keyministries.org. Uh, that's a good uh, good uh, address. Our phone number is uh, area code 817-283-1700. And brother, give out your websites again, please. Okay, it's key just keyministries.org uh, is the main one. Just uh, one word, of course, and then uh, deliverancefortheBodyofChrist.org. But uh, like I say, the, the the main one is keyministries.org. And, now, folks, uh, I will tell you that while we're waiting on Pastor Bell to finish the book, and uh, I for one, I'm going to order this from my library when it comes out. In the meantime, you can go over to the Key Ministries website, and there is a treasure trove of teaching, both in video and audio, and uh, you need to avail yourselves of that. They've got quite a lot of resources up there. Uh, You can download for free. You can uh, get the material, support the ministry. Uh, Brother, you have other books that uh, you have written. Are those available on the website? Yeah, they're all, all our stuff is on our website. I think almost everything is on there free. We do have a place where you can buy the books, but that's for people that you know that insist or want to pay for the books because it is expensive. But 
but we just receive offerings. But everything that I know that I've written is on our website. It's, it's for you to download. It's freely yours. And lastly, I wanted to ask, uh, for those that are in the uh, the area up there of Euless, Texas, uh, what is your schedule of services? If someone want to come out and meet with you all, pray, worship, um, when do you all meet? Sunday mornings at, at 1030, and then we gather on Tuesday nights at uh, 730. And then uh, monthly we'll have a Saturday morning Bible study, and once in a while we might have a Friday night uh, ministry time. Uh, but uh, our schedule, uh, we got a calendar on our website. Just go up there on the top link and click on calendar, and you'll see our schedule uh, for, uh, you know, anyway. Awesome. Brother Bill, well, it was, say, uh, yes, sir. Can I say one thing before we Oh, talk? absolutely, brother. Yeah, absolutely. You're talking about names. There's no other name given in heaven and earth greater than the name of Jesus Christ. Wow, the name above all names, that at that name, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he's Lord. And that's how we cast out demons, because that name is more powerful than the name of any demon. And that's another thing we didn't get into, the importance of naming demons to get them out. But his name, his name, say, his name, that's the key. Praise God. Uh, brother, if there's some people out there listening uh, that don't know Jesus as their Savior, um, how can they come to know him? Well, the Word says if you'll confess with your mouth that he's the Lord, the Son of God, the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that he was raised from the dead, you'll be saved. And that's what Paul says in Romans 10. So... Just say, okay, I believe Jesus is the Son of God, and I believe that he was raised from the dead. This is the key Christian thing that no other religion has, that our Savior, our Lord, was raised from the dead, and that's our great hope. Praise God. It's not through Buddha. It's not through uh, Allah, a uh, demon moon god. Uh, None of them can save you. There's only one name written under heaven, and that's Jesus Christ. That's it. Praise God for that. Brother, uh, I'm going to ask you to hang over just an extra minute or two. Uh, I must ask you, uh, if, if you can bear with us just another minute or so, can you give us a um, kind of a brief overview of what you were going to say about uh, the naming of demons and getting them well, cast out? I, you know, just like Adam with the animals, he had dominion. And the way we uh, exercise our authority many times over demons is to name them. Really? And just like when Jesus asked the, the gathering, you know, what's your name? I think Jesus knew, but the demon answered and said, you know, my name is Legion. And at that point, then he had to go. And uh, that, that doesn't mean that we talk to demons. In fact, uh, what, what I do primarily is listen to the Holy Spirit, and I just name them. And I'll say, okay, you spirit of fear, <laughs> you come out. Yes. Uh, sometimes you're given a name that's weird. A Greek name or something, but uh, it doesn't matter. I, 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 I'm not, I, I, I'm not into lists of, of demon names. Uh, all I got to do is say, okay, you demon that's causing this fear, you know, fear, you, you leave. You know, bitterness, you leave. And by naming, I take authority over it. And okay. they, they don't like that, but uh, uh, hey, uh, that's in the name of Jesus. 
And that name, see, he says, you know, in my name you will cast out demons. And so we use that name, and the demons, uh, you've got to build your faith in this. You know, you've got to believe it. Because they'll taunt you and say, well, you, you're nuts, you know. But uh, when you see that you have that authority in that name, uh, that that's the power. So you just name it and tell it to go. So basically, um, if you you can uh, you can command these demons to go in Jesus' name and refer to these demons by their function, like uh, you know, uh, you demon of fear or you lying spirit, uh, the name right. kind of uh, indicates its function. Is that correct? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You demon of lust, uh, um, and and so forth. Yeah. Yeah, and, and your helpers or whatever, uh, because, you know, in Second in Timothy it says God has not given us a spirit of fear, <laughs> and uh, but a, a power of love and a sound mind. So uh, there's also good spirits, you know, the seven spirits of God and so forth. But but there you see it, the spirit of fear. You, you've got to go in Jesus' name, you know. You, and uh, you, you can name it by its function, absolutely, absolutely. Let me ask you a question. Um, I know as you start uh, going into Hebrew, um, you find that uh, Jesus, uh, his Hebrew name was, uh, I believe it was Yeshua. And mm-hmm. some people are starting to go back to the Hebrew roots and call it Yeshua. And uh, criticized me one day and said, you know, his name was uh, Yeshua. That's what his mother called him. And I said, brother, that may be the case. But uh, God is big enough, Jesus Christ is big enough to answer to an English name or his Hebrew name. And so um, uh, there's power in the name of Jesus Christ. But my question to you is, have you ever seen someone cast a demon out using the Hebrew form, Yeshua? Does that have any power? Yeah, absolutely. I've used it some. Okay. (laughs) You know. uh, Does one have more power than the other, I guess would be my question? No, no, it does not. Absolutely not. I've... I, I've got a whole teaching on that. There's a, there's a lot of Christians that are hung up on this now. It's it's uh, Yahweh, it's Yahshua, and uh, I, that's that's missing the whole point of names, I think. And uh, I I know our program tonight was on the importance of names, and I've got to have you back like a hundred more shows to cover all the topics I want. But I want to throw one more thing out there, <laughs> okay? And because this is a subject we've been talking about here recently, and then I'm gonna uh, say good night, folks. I appreciate. Uh, Brother Bill, staying over in overtime. Brother, um, the keys to the kingdom. You know, God has been impressing something on me, that one man or one woman can make a difference. And uh, everybody's concerned with the world events, and, you know, there's some things we just can't change, folks. It's in motion, and, you know, some people are, jo- you know, uh, taking political action, they're picketing, they join tea parties, they do different things. My, my point, though, is uh, it came to me, I don't think a person could have more impact uh, that would have a spiritual ramification than to do what Jesus said and to seize this key, the keys of the kingdom, binding and loosing. Um, could you give us a brief definition of uh, what binding and loosing is? Binding, uh, as I understand it, is to actually tie up these demonic spirits, take authority over them in the name of Jesus, bind them up, and command them to go. Uh, but I've heard loosing is really uh, more toward loosing the angels of God, the spirits of God. What's your take on that? Well, I, I can't say that I could say exactly. I, uh, we certainly have the authority that 
to, to bind. And, uh, uh, you know, I tell people that, uh, you know, you got somebody that's uh, bothering you, you're working with or something, and uh, they're coming at you, and you know it's demonic things working in them. You can bind those spirits and say, you, you've got to leave me alone. Yes. Uh, you can't necessarily cast them out. Uh, but uh, loosing can go both ways, where you, where Jesus said, loose him and let him go. Okay. And sometimes we speak to the spirits and say, loose, loose this person, loose, I command them loosed. Whatever you loose on earth shall have already been loosed in heaven. Whatever you bind on earth, and, and the Greek is, is past, uh, you know, uh, past participle or whatever, uh, shall have already been bound in heaven. And so uh, uh, you, you line up with heaven and you say amen and and this is bound, or, or that is loosened. And the reference there in Matthew 18 was when Jesus was talking about uh, the person that was finally brought to the church because a brother went to him, and he wouldn't hear him, and they brought him to the church, and he, he wouldn't hear the church, and he says, okay, put him out and treat him like a tax collector. <laughs> yes. And uh, whatever you bind, when you put him out, is bound, and whatever you loose is loose. In other words, you have authority over these things. And that's another thing you don't see in most churches is godly discipline. And, uh, uh, you know, the Lord really dealt with me about that years ago. You've got to discipline. Uh, like in Matthew, or 1 Corinthians 5 where the man was put out and turned over to Satan. And uh, he said, well, that's terrible, terrible. Well, he repented, and, and Paul said, take him back. <laughs> uh, he got, they put him in the fire, you know. And, and the church, he was sleeping... With his, um, I guess it was his uh, stepmother, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. God forbid. So they turned so, him over to Satan for the destruction of his flesh, that he might, his soul might be saved, and he repented in there. Fire. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And there was so, a proper uh, restoration process, but uh, the church today seems to move, have moved away from all the biblical foundations. Yeah. Yeah. I've tried to get other pastors to work with me and discipline people, but they, they won't do it. Uh, even I've had problems with uh, find out somebody's a homosexual and call the pastor, and he, he said, no, that's okay. <laughs> he knows how to play the piano. I'll take him. <laughs> oh, God forbid. Well, and then it's not long before yeah. those denominations, they have a, a homosexual pastor in the pulpit. And uh, right. uh, God, God forbid. Um, but uh, I want to thank you for coming on tonight, brother. We've got uh, so much more to talk about. I want to... Um, Say you're welcome on the show anytime. It's been an honor and a privilege. Folks, you've been listening to Pastor Steve Bell talking about the importance of names and a, and a few extra questions that the Omega Man threw in tonight. Uh, check out the ministry, keyministries.org and deliveranceforthebodyofchrist.org. Order his material. Support his ministry. He's a true man of God. And, uh, brother, it's, a, it's, a, it's an honor and pleasure to know you. And uh, I, I hope that uh, you will come back on again soon and uh, give us some more uh, teaching. Well, thank you for the opportunity, uh, Shannon. God bless you, okay? Thank you, brother. Okay. God bless you. Good night. Have a good night. You've been listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. Uh, you never know what you might get on the Omega Man Radio Show. You've got an uh, honest confession of um, the Omega Man's birth name. And I'll tell you, folks, I'll tell you something interesting. Uh, my birth name was Davis, and uh, as I started to uh, research it, um, I wanted to know more about my family tree. And uh, on one side, you know, my mom's side, uh, the family tree was pretty well known. On my father's side, on the other hand, 
we knew very little. In fact, all we knew was uh, probably the name of my great-grandfather, uh, I'm ashamed to say. We had his initials. And you say, how can that be? And I say, I don't know. I just know that uh, when I was about 12 years old, uh, I had a great-uncle, my grandfather's brother, uh, who said, uh, we've traced the, uh, the family line back to uh, Jefferson Davis of the Confederacy. And he said, uh, we go back to Wells, and uh, you know, so the name comes from, it's a Welch name. And we had a little bit of uh, uh, Indian mixed in, uh, some of our families on the Trail of Tears. And you know, I got all these stories. And, uh, of course, I wasn't really interested in it at 12. Well, years later, uh, my uncle dies, okay? And when he died, the family tree that he said he went back 14 generations with died with him. It just disappeared. Nobody knows what happened to it. So I come along, and uh, a friend at work uh, was into genealogy, and he was always working on his spare time, and it kind of sparked my interest. I said, you know, I would like to know where we come from. I'd heard different rumors, you know, uh, different things in the family, but never got uh, the confirmations on it, so... Uh, unfortunately, you know, this research he did was gone, and I had to start over by myself. So I was living up in uh, Virginia at the time, had access to uh, the archives and the Census Bureau, and I would go up there, ride the Metro Rail, and avail myself. And this was back before you could do the family search on the Internet. You know, I was having to go on the microfish. Well, make a long story longer, <laughs> uh, I started to um, get some information. I ordered the uh, death certificate of my grandfather. From there, I got his parents' names. And then from there, I was able to get their death certificates, and I went back uh, two more generations, and I found all kinds of stuff out. But um, what was interesting is uh, I said, well, still, you know, where did we come from? Was it really Wells? And uh, I did a a search one day, and uh, I found out that, uh, yeah, Davis, sure enough, uh, came from Wells, and it was most likely that they changed the name from David to Davis, which was very interesting. And uh, I said, that's, that's kind of interesting. So I got another lead, and uh, and then one day I was praying to God. I said, God, you know, uh, I'd like more of a revelation of my, my birth name. Uh, it seems that they changed it from David to Davis. And uh, as I started to make some more contact in Wells, I found that there was a large Jewish uh, contingency of uh, the House of David over there. And I said, whoa, this is kind of interesting. And, uh, you know, kind of growing up, my dad always wanted to be Jewish. Uh, I don't know why. He would uh, he would wear the Star of David. He would go to New York, and he had a lot of Jewish friends. And uh, I just thought that was kind of odd in retrospect. And then I said, God, is there, are you trying to show me something here? I find out that the birth name was actually from changed from David to Davis. There's a lot of Jewish people in Wells, okay, that changed their name. And uh, one day I said, God, uh, is there something you can show me? Throw me a bone here. Throw me a clue. And uh, I opened up the, the Word one day, and uh, the King James Bible will talk to you, folks. God wants to speak to you. He can speak to you. Um, and I, it opened up over there to Lamentations. And I first word I laid my eyes on, it, it said David. I'm talking about King David. I said, what? He said, God, are you trying to show something to me? Show me something? So I honestly think I have some Jewish roots. I can't prove it. But I think God's got me on a, a new uh, line of research. It's just interesting. Uh, I hope you haven't uh, had as much problem as I've had uh, trying to uh, trace the genealogy. Um, so just kind of an interest, interesting aside note. It's a lot of fun to rediscover the past. And 
you know, it's also important with spiritual warfare applications because, you know, if you the more you know about your genealogy, the more you know what they were caught up in. You might go back and find out you had an ancestor who was a witch or a warlock. And when you get into witchcraft, you curse yourself, your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren. You know, three and four generations, the Bible says. Or you might find out that there was a bastard in the family line. And God himself sends a curse on bastards that go down ten generations. So uh, you may have had one, and, uh, and it, it causes people to run from church, and you know, and uh, they can't sit still, and they'll bolt out, and they just don't know why. There's a curse that God actually will put on the family line because of sin. The good news here is Jesus came to set the captives free. And um, the more you know about your family line, the better, because you can hone in on it and, uh, and kind of get free of some of these generational curses. Like the Lord told me one time, me and my brother had one. And we had a pretty good idea what it was, and we found a Derek Prince warfare prayer and uh, broke the curse. So uh, the good news is, is uh, it doesn't matter what your, your family line has done or what they've been involved in, whether they were in the occult or... Uh, you know, there was a homosexual spirit or adultery or, you know, whatever it is that they were doing. There Maybe they were a mason. And, uh, you know, you can get victory. You can break generational curses, uh, get set free in Jesus' name, and then, you know, you can stay clean. And, um, you know, there's there's power in the name and the blood of Jesus Christ. That's my point here tonight. So he did come to set the captives free. And uh, so praise God. Um, I want to thank you for tuning in tonight. We've had a double show. We had Dr. Pat Holliday in the last hour. We had uh, Pastor Steve Bell of Key Ministries in this hour. Go check out his website. Got a lot of good deliverance material there. Uh, we were talking about names tonight. I'm going to have Pastor Bell to come back on and do some um, uh, deliverance training. Uh, it's always a pleasure to have a deliverance minister on. Uh, praise God for Pastor Pat Holliday, Dennis Williams, the Mike Thierer, Norman Parrish, um, John Gogan, uh, Patricia Xavier. Uh, God is bringing to light uh, some deliverance ministries across the country, and we're just pleasure and honored to bring them on and have them teach because it's something that's not being taught in the mainstream, folks. And people are perishing for this lack of knowledge. People are, uh, don't know how to do combat it. They're under attack. They don't know how to do spiritual self-defense. Uh, they're being vexed by spirits of suicide and depression. You know, people are thrown in the towel in ministry. People are jumping off rooftops like Marie Osmond's son. And it, it's an all-out spiritual warfare, folks. But Jesus said that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers in high places. And so, uh, you know, you've got to understand that it's a spiritual warfare. It's not a fleshly battle. And God has given us Weapons of warfare, defense, the, the full armor of God in Ephesians 6. He's given us the means to do battle. He wants us to be overcomers. Uh, he has called us into um, casting out demons, healing the sick, speaking in new tongues, raising the dead. I mean, these are all things Jesus did. As I mentioned before, before he was crucified, even three days before he was, he, he was approached by the Pharisees, they said, Herod is looking for you to kill you. Jesus said, go tell that old fox that today I'll cast out demons, tomorrow I'll heal the sick, and then I'll be raised up on the third day. And, you know, he was doing this up until the very end. And uh, it's signs that shall fall all them that believe. So we need to get back to the Word of God. We need to understand that spiritual warfare is for today. It can save your very life. It can save your family from uh, destruction. It can uh, save people 
that are uh, bound up in captives to alcoholism, to drugs, to pornography. Um, this is for today, folks. So praise God for um, the true men and women of God that will stand up and they'll preach an unpopular message, one that uh, you don't get rich off, folks, okay? These aren't ones that have big mega churches and have Learjets on the uh, tarmac. And I don't have any problem with a person being blessed, okay? But, uh, you know, this is a, just a side of the ministry that uh, is not popular, and these folks are struggling. But uh, they're the ones that are saving folks um, from disaster and ruin. And, you know, the enemy is a, a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He's out there to kill, steal, and destroy. And so, folks, uh, need to support the deliverance ministry. Support um, support them, and, uh, you know, that's a good seed to sow. You're going to reap a harvest. Because, remember, if, uh, you know, one person sows a seed, another one waters it, they'll both share in the harvest. And, you know, he that wins souls is wise. And, you know, we've been called to pluck our brethren out of the fire. Jesus said, Satan seeks to sift you. But when you're recovered, Peter, go and help your brethren. And so that's what it's all about, folks, with Omega Man Radio. We're here to help people gain knowledge, because knowledge is power. And um, gain knowledge and wisdom. And uh, you can do some pretty awesome things in these last days to help folks. So praise God for the message tonight. ask you to uh, come back tomorrow night. We're going to have Minister Zoe Mortal, good friend Joseph White, a.k.a. Zoe Mortal. He's going to be on tomorrow sharing a powerful testimony of deliverance and uh, the mission that God has called him to. Thank you, Brother Joseph White, for uh, putting us in touch here with some true men and women of God that we can bring on as guests. I'm looking forward to that testimony. We're going to have Brother Charlie Holtzhauser on the program Next week, doing a double show, we've got uh, Prophet Scott Lathrop coming on from Soul Bait Ministries. I'm excited about that. And uh, we've got many more guests that we're lining up. I uh, hope to have Pastor Dennis Williams on here in a few days. Rick Hoyt's coming on. Um, so many great guests lined up. At that, I want to thank you for tuning in tonight. And uh, God bless you. May the Lord bless and keep you. And uh, we will see you again soon on Omega Man Radio Network. Thank you for listening to Omega Man Radio. Our mission is to operate in the threefold ministry of Jesus Christ and take evangelism, deliverance from demons, and miracle healing to the world. If you would like to partner with us, you can support this work by donating any amount online at OmegaManRadio.com. Join us in an all-out attack against the hosts of hell. It's time to deliver a death blow to the enemy and take back territory for Jesus. Tell a friend and support Omega Man Radio. Radio.